Hey, welcome to uh, the very first episode of This Ain't a Scene, It's a Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Dawson. Uh, I use he, him pronouns, and there's someone else in the room with me right now. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, I'm, I'm Carson, also also he, him. Um, and uh, we're big Fallout Boy fans. A little bit. We, we bonded over it over Twitter. Yeah. This is the first time we've hung out one-on-one in person. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so we basically just had this idea to do blink one fifty five, which I was the, the I want to say the second or third Patreon subscriber to blink one fifty five. Oh, wow. Something like that. Yeah. We, we go way back. I talked about fallout boy on blink one fifty five earlier last year. I had no idea. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't listen to <laughs> here. Blink we are copying their podcast. Hey, I mean, <laughs> um, so, uh, we, uh, we spun a wheel. We yeah. created a wheel with every fallout boy song on it. It's a big ass wheel. It's a big ass wheel. It's digital. Mm-hmm. We should clarify. Yeah. We spun it. And, uh, I mean, I have video evidence of this that we'll put on, I, is this Screen, podcast gonna have a I, Twitter? Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe a YouTube. I think maybe like, a YouTube. I can put together like a video component, probably. Sure, sure. We'll we'll uh, we'll throw the wheel up there. Yeah. Um. If that's something that's possible in the medium yeah, that you're for watching. Sure. Well, I, I did a screen recording and I sent it to you. Yeah. And I was and I was like, look what song we got. And what what song did we get, Dawson? Uh, we got this funny little song um, called "Love from the Other Side." Yeah, they just put it out. Yeah, they just put it out, and I, I think it's a fitting first episode for us is yeah. to talk about this. Um, for, first of all, uh, what is what is like your history with Fallout Boy? Um, honestly, I'm I'm a relatively recent Fallout Boy fan. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I think I only really got into them in like 2020. Okay. Uh, before was it like a the pandemic lesson. Yeah, it was like, a pandemic okay. lesson. Yeah, yeah. Um, my friend Jen, shout out Jen, love Jen. Um, she showed Future me guests, maybe maybe possibly she'd, yeah. she'd probably like to be on but um, yeah yeah she showed me um, Foley and that was my first like full fallout boy album um, which fantastic pick honestly yeah no for sure um, but before then I'd only heard um, thanks for the memories uh, and um, the, the the big 2010s hits like after their comeback uh, right yeah also the, the songs that they play in in football highlights yeah, yeah, you know that one with two chains in the video. Um, is that? Oh yeah, my song. Yeah. My songs know what you did in the dark. The one with two the, chains in the video. I forgot about that. I forgot I, about that until right now. I wish I could forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Foley or Foley, however you say it, was also my first record. But, um, my history with it was. I loved the song Thanks for the Memories when I was in fourth grade, I think. Mm-hmm. Had to be fourth grade. And uh or fifth grade maybe, I don't know. And my dad like like bought it on iTunes for me so I could listen to it on my iPod. Bygone era, everybody. Yeah. Um and then uh one day my dad was I think we were going to church and he was like 
He's like, have you heard the new Fallout Boy song? I was like, there's a new one. I don't think I understood. They made like, more. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I understood that part. That like that like new music was coming out. Yeah. And it was America's Sweethearts. I was like, no, I haven't. And he played it for me. It blew my fucking mind. I was like, this is incredible. And uh, I was like, I was like, where's the where's the rest of the album? Because I want to say I want to say he bought Infinity on high mm-hmm. after I had Thanks for the Memories. I was like, where's the rest of the album? And my dad's like, it's not out yet. And I was like, what do you mean it's not out yet? Like, why, why can't we go get it? Um, and then a few weeks later, we went and we went and bought it at Best Buy day of release. So uh, I think I have my copy somewhere, I want to say. Um, but yeah, I, I played the shit out of that record. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is still my favorite i think um uh me and our drummer matt uh listened to infinity on high uh on the way back from uh new jersey the other day and i also really love that record there's one song on it i i think could be cut yeah. uh we'll we'll get into that we'll get once to that we one have to do that song but um yeah so uh i suffered through the comeback i never got to see them live before the hiatus um, I saw them on the Save Rock and Roll tour. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 21 Pilots, Panic at the Disco, Fallout Boy. Uh, Panic at the Disco, like right as they were getting like really bad. Yeah. Um, that lineup, maybe like I don't know, five or six years before when it happened, would have been amazing. Probably. probably amazing. Well, it was it was like early 21 Pilots when they were still kind of like. Uh, it was still kind of like a novelty that they had no swag whatsoever. Yeah. Like it was like, look at these swagless white guys. That was part of the appeal. Yeah. It was part of the appeal was that they were completely entirely swagless. Yeah. Um, and then, and I, I didn't really get it back then. Um, the 21 pilots thing, but like it was very evident, like early into the show that like they were leaning on a lot of the pre hiatus stuff. Yeah. Every time a save rock and roll song was played, like I think I was the only one that knew it. Um, because I mean, if we're just being real, if we're just being honest, I loved save rock and roll when it came out. Really? I did. I mean, my feelings have obviously changed on it, Yeah. which we'll, you know, we'll get into well, on later <laughs> episodes. But anyway, after three post hiatus albums, we're now on the fourth post hiatus album mm-hmm. We're where they were, you know, before the hiatus, I suppose, um, on their fourth record after breaking up, um, it comes out in what, like two months? Something like that. It's two pretty months. soon. Yeah. March 24th or something like that. I think I think it's March. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, you know, then we'll have to add more songs to the wheel. Yeah, so. that'll, be, <laughs> that'll be a fucked up day, honestly. That'll be a fucked up Wheel's day. Wheel's already sure. big enough. Wheel's already big enough, for sure. Um, it's called So Much for Stardust. Yeah, So Much for Stardust is in parentheses Mm -hmm. so it could you could just say so much stardust and that is so yeah yeah that's what i was thinking is that it's like a oh one thing that i i noticed like before we did this before while i was making the digital wheel Mm -hmm. typing in all these fucking song names yeah this is a band that loves parentheticals yeah yeah there's a lot of them um there's at least like two songs per record yeah um 
the afterlife of the party, the shipped gold standard, mm-hmm. you know, and the, those words that I'm putting emphasis on are in parentheses. Yes. You can so, check for yourself. You can, you can go look for yourself. I don't lie. I, I speak, I speak in truth. There's no lies on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's one thing we're promising. That's one thing we're promising with this. Ain't a no podcast. lies. <laughs> no lies whatsoever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Um, okay. So uh, the first single from so much for star rust is out. Yes. Um, I kind of butchered that name. So, um, it's called Love from the Other Side. This is true. Um, Dawson, what do you think of this song? I think, personally, banger, honestly. Um, elaborate. Elaborate, yes. I'm about yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we got to fill time. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's a, a very refreshing change of pace because right before, literally the day before this happened, um, this happening being a single dropped. Yeah. Uh, I, on my band's Twitter at Bummer Hill ATL, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I did a whole fallout boy binge because I hadn't heard, uh, any of their post hiatus albums in full. So I was like, okay, what if I did this funny thing where I started from, uh, evening out with your girlfriend and I went to mania and I saw how much of my soul I lost in the process. Sure. Um, and overall, pretty fun experience. Yeah, um, there's more good than there is bad. Absolutely, technically, Te- yeah. yeah. In yeah. the most technical, in the te- of most senses, technical of terms, there, there is, is more good, good than, than bad there is bad. Yes, <laughs> on that on these Fall Out Boy albums. But um, I finished my marathon. I did this whole like long thread about what I thought about the state of the band and like where they came from and how they got to where they are and if they sold sure. out or not, which we can get into another time. Um, and then the day after they dropped love from the other side, and yeah. I was like very serendipitous. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, ain't that something? So having just heard all of their post hiatus stuff and then going right into love from the other side, it was like, you know, you know, like when you're coming down from a mountain and your ears pop. Sure. It was like that. Sure. Cause I had just yeah. heard this like shit ass mania <laughs> album. Where they fucking, it's got like uh, almost reggaeton on there on one song. Yeah. Like fucking Young and Menace or whatever. And then I hear like real live actual guitars. Yeah. Real like after this like yeah. epic piano intro. And I'm like, wow, this is this is the fallout boy I've been missing. Sure. Even yeah. though I've only known them for like three years at this point. Sure. Yeah. It's a long um, time though. It's, it's a, a long, long time, time to be with a band. Yeah. I mean, exactly. and especially for if you would if you like if if i were to get hit by a bus mm-hmm. in three hours fallout boy is my favorite band ever yeah. like period yeah um the first four hours the four hours yeah if i have more time to deliberate it might be corn it might be lincoln <laughs> park it, it could be anything um but i mean they were the first band i ever loved uh folly was the first record i ever um like called my my own like mm-hmm. it was something that i could hold in my hands mm-hmm. that i thought was perfect and i i still feel that way every time i listen to it um i know every word i've played those songs probably 200 times more than that and i still love it um this was such a nice change of pace um i've only ever listened to mania in full once and it was the day it came out mm-hmm. um and god damn did i hate that record like i hated that record yeah um and uh 
this this is a very nice return to form. I have my gripes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wish Patrick. I, we'll get into our gripes. Yeah. But I have my gripes with it. But overall, very happy to have them back in this capacity. Um, I think what people are looking for with a return to form is like sounding like the first record. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like the third and fourth records, um, which are my favorites. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't really care. Uh, this this rocks. Um, I'm excited to see what the record sounds like. Um I don't know. Let's let's get into what we like about the track. Yeah. So, or do you want to do dislikes first? We could do either. Um, I actually, um, I did some research on took this some track. Okay. I took some notes before uh, before I came here. Um, Love it. Just so we could have some like more things to talk about as far as this track's concerned. Fuck yeah. Um, so uh, there, there's not a terrible amount out right now. The song just came out, so yeah. Um, they've only really done a couple interviews, but even then, there's still some some good uh pieces of information in there that might color how we feel about the track so yeah. let's just jump right into it let's just jump right into it um in an, in a january 20th enemy interview um patrick said he when writing uh this new record he wanted to imagine what it would have sounded like if we had made another record right after foley instead of taking a break for a few years it was like exploring the multiverse it was an experiment in seeing what we would have done um and Neil Avron produced it, who is the same guy yeah. who did um, from Cork Tree to Foley. Other um, than the one song Pharrell did on, on Foley. Well, yeah, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I'll bring that up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> did you know Pharrell did a song did on Did you Foley? know this? I didn't until just now. Yeah. Um, Patrick also said um, they wanted to return to the mindset they were in when they wrote Foley. Um, not that they wanted it to sound like Foley, but that they wanted yeah. to make a record that uh, they cared about, that they're proud of, um, which I assume they go into every record like that. But it's not right, about yeah. having anything to prove, but it's a trust fall and letting whatever they do happen. Yeah. Um, so you made the point on Twitter that you think that everything that they've done is not uh, a sellout. You think yeah. they genuinely care I do. about everything. I don't disagree with you. Um because Pete Wentz will go on these sort of like mental tangents. I'd, I'd like to call them like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard his projects immediately after the fallout boy hiatus, but yeah. ooh, rough stuff. Um, well maybe we'll dedicate an entire episode to the black cards, but, oh um, wow. Um, but, uh, I mean, he got really into like producing electronic music mm-hmm. and while I think that, they do still care about it. They were on a label. They were on, on Def Jam, um, Def Jam Island. I don't know if that's different from Def Jam recordings, but it, it, it might be, I don't I'm know. Not sure. Point is um, big label. Yeah. Big label, big label that wanted hits that wanted your big singles for each record. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time I would say the biggest quote unquote, don't fucking blast me on Twitter for this. The biggest quote unquote rock bands at the time were like Imagine Dragons, Bastille. Yeah. Um, like these big, just like I hesitate to say melodramatic uh uh pop rock acts. Kind of but like stadium rock. Stadium rock, yeah. 
Um, that was getting real big at the time of the save rock and roll comeback. Yeah. And they were able to essentially produce the, their idea of a huge stadium uh, of huge stadium hits like the Phoenix. Um, my songs know what you did in the dark mm -hmm. centuries, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, album after. yeah. Um, it's yeah, right. I, I know, but like, yeah. and I think mania is the, like, example is the perfect example of that not working anymore yeah because i can name you like three songs from that record and none of them were hits yeah um and i think that pete wentz was really interested in exploring certain ideas on mania and they just don't really connect and i don't think that they are fallout boy yeah um i think they're very much pete and patrick just sort of like just fucking around. We're going to do, we're going to do this. We're going to try this. We're going to try this. And I mean, Patrick still, or Pete still really likes it. I don't think Patrick does. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen them, I guess four times since, um, since hiatus. And, uh, I guess two times after young and menace has been out. And the one time I watched him do young and menace live, he just did it with him and a piano. Mm. And that was actually kind of cool. Um, but like, I think even they know that that song sucks. <laughs> so it's like um, the position that they're put in now, in my opinion, they're off Def Jam. Um, they're back on Fueled by Ramen. They're back on Fueled by Ramen, Decadence. Um, the position that they're in now is preserving their legacy. Mm -hmm. And I think the best way of doing that is to do kind of a half for us, half for them type of deal. Um, and I think Patrick has a really big hand in that. Mm -hmm. um this song this sounds like um it doesn't sound exactly like foley mm -hmm. but it's close to this idea of like let's just do something different within the pop rock realm it's yeah. definitely not as weird um but it is interesting to listen to and i think the popularity of quote unquote pop punk kind of coming back with you know the machine gun kelly stuff and mm -hmm. you know um Black Bear would maybe be another example. Kind of. Willow has also been doing Willow, that. yeah, like these like kind of like pseudo pop punk revivals and like post hardcore revivals that I think it's a mixture of them preserving their legacy and it being a time where like this music is like back, you know. Yeah. Emo Night sells better than most emo bands unfortunately. Yeah. So <laughs> um you know, uh it, it's cool. Um do you want to get into our dislikes? Yeah, we, we can do that. Sorry, sorry. Did you have more stuff? Did you have more stuff? Um, I actually, there is actually, um, speaking on this, uh, like why they're returning to the sound that they are. Go for it. I um, talked a lot. It's totally chill. I mean, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> um, there's this other interview uh, that Patrick did with Kerrang. Is, is that how you pronounce Kerrang. it? Kerrang. Kerrang, yeah. Um, Kerrang Magazine, uh, new issue. Uh, two-page spread Check uh, out, with the, with the Cal's uh, Dow Boys. No Dow Boys, deal. Midnight something. Midnight Dow Boys. Midnight Dow, midnight Dow, Dow, Dow Boys spread. On the, on the Kerrang. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Sorry. <laughs> hey, gotta stay plugging. Um, so this, this is kind of a long quote, so strap in. Um, Consider me strapped. All right. Uh, Patrick says, I used to work at a used record store, which is different from a regular record store because in a used record store, you see everybody's failures. It's a whole room full of failures because what records are people selling back? 
It's the ones I don't want. So I got really acquainted with bands' careers and legacies and how artists ebb and flow, rise and fall. Plus, my mom is an accountant, and as an accountant, you plan ahead. So there's always been this expectation that at some point, people are going to stop showing up. People are going to stop wanting it. And there was something about Foley. There was an urgency to getting the idea out because you might never get to make another record again. So I wanted to get back to that urgency. It has nothing to do with getting back to the style. This is not a throwback record in that way. Love from the other side has elements of it, but I wanted to get back to the spirit of it, that urgency and that savoring of every moment. So that's awesome. It kind of that that's what I'm saying. Like when I say that I don't think they're sellouts because every album cycle they have an interview or like a, a press junket where they talk about the record that they're making and they always seem so passionate about right, it. Right. Yeah. And they have this like very specific reason for why they're doing what they're doing. Right. And like, I mean, I've seen interviews from bands who are like very clearly just not really in it creatively mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, like yeah. read a fucking Maroon 5 interview. It is not right. yeah. nearly as impassioned as how Patrick is talking. I didn't know there, there were Maroon 5 interviews now. Yeah, right. Profiling, <laughs> profiling uh, uh, what was that guy's name? Steve Adam Valentine Le- or something? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think it's hard. Play. Never mind. Uh, I, don't, I don't know any of the other Maroon yeah, 5 members' names. You know what's funny is they've like stayed with a consistent lineup. Yeah, they've and, had the same guys like the yeah, whole time. Yeah. And nobody think, knows any of them. Uh I, I a friend of mine used to say that uh, the perfect level of fame is being one of the guys in Maroon Five that <laughs> isn't Adam Levine, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it kind of it's kind of true. Yeah, he's kind of kind of right with that because like if you're one of the other members of Maroon Five walking down the street, I don't think you get recognized no. nearly as much as you should be for a band that's as big as Maroon Five. Right. Yeah. That he's played the Super Bowl. We forget. Yeah. That's with insane. Travis Scott. With Travis Scott and SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But <laughs> there, um, that was the double billing. SpongeBob <laughs> was the one of three on the Maroon Five tours. <laughs> is SpongeBob, yeah, Travis Scott, Maroon, Maroon 5, Five, yeah. <laughs> but going back to that, um, that article, um, yeah, I did think it was really interesting the angle that they were coming about it because I've like I saw a couple people on Twitter like right when um, the song dropped, they were like. Yeah, they're just they're selling out again, you know. They're going yeah. back to those old styles that yeah. they that they did before. And I'm like, brother, the Fall Out Boy's been called a sellout since Take This to Your Grave. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. They, every single album that they put out, they're called a sellout again and again and again right. and again. Yeah. No. And I've never believed it. Yeah. No, I, I I definitely agree with that because I mean, I think the consensus like a lot of people are coming around on Folly Adieu, but I th- also think that the consensus after the hiatus was that one sucked from under the cork tree rocked mm-hmm. infinity on high is the beginning of the sellout. Yeah. Which like, if you look back on it, infinity on high does have the most singles. Like if you mm-hmm. go see them tonight, they're going to play mostly infinity on high stuff. Yeah. But I think at the same time, infinity on high is like the beginning of them like figuring it out. Like, I think cork tree is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, yeah, they were being calling called sellouts for dance dance. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but, it, well, it, that's just like the, the whole, the whole shit. Like if a band gets popular, somebody's going to call them a sellout regardless right, of what they're yeah. doing. Like, of course, I mean, 
People are probably going to start calling the Dow Boys sellouts at this point. We've yeah, if they it's haven't already a, because we do stuff in four four now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because you can't because you can't shake ass to thirteen eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So fucking it, that's just yeah. going to happen with every band. So I think I think that whole conversation about whether or not a band is selling out in general is just really interesting for yeah. every band yeah. that gets called it because like there's some it, where you can very obviously yeah. tell. This is like they're obviously selling out here, right? Yeah. But even then, like there, there's still some wiggle room to debate. It's yeah. like, well, how do you know? Like, right? Yeah. And what I said about like what was popular at the time, it's like it is still their version of it. Yeah. And it it's not like them, like they those songs still sound very different from Imagine Dragons. But yeah. like when you think about what's popular, what's popular is like the big, like the big chorus, big stadium rock bullshit. Yeah. And um. I mean, like, when you really think about it, like, American Beauty, American Psycho is one of the weirdest albums I've ever heard. Period. Yeah. Like, and for better or worse, it is one of the weirdest albums I've ever heard. It's so strange. It's such a weird record. And then there's fucking, <laughs> we could probably do a whole episode about Make America Psycho again, but that would entail us having to listen to oh, it. Oh, fuck. I but forgot about the that. Whole, that whole conceit of that project, for anyone who doesn't know, um, is they I completely took forgot about every, this Dawson <laughs> motherfucker every single song from uh American Beauty American Psycho yeah. and they had a rap remix of it mm -hmm. so that Big Crit is on one of those songs who right, is like yeah. I, I did a whole discog dive on on Big Crit a while ago as well he yeah. is like one of the most interesting rappers yeah, I've ever I agree had the pleasure he's one of, of my favorites to. too he's, he's so, so cool he's so cool and like that that man is trying so hard to pop off at like mm -hmm. every moment absolutely and you can really tell on that song he thought that that was it i mean yeah he was like i'm doing a remix for fall i'm doing Boy. a remix for fucking he, Fall Out he Boy. didn't know They're that also right uh who who else is on it god there's so many um like little tracy is on there or something and uh, like yeah, i've got to say big sean but big sean's just on the album normally which is also big very sean's strange. on uh the mighty fall that's right mm -hmm. you know i was thinking about this in the shower is that every song on save rock and roll has a feature except for the singles like really uh alone together the singles were uh young volcanoes alone together my songs know what you did in the dark and uh the, the phoenix. phoenix not in that order mm -hmm. but every other song has a feature interesting which is i, I don't know what the uh i don't know what that exactly means but it's like, were they trying to get people to listen to the rest of the record by like throwing know. features everywhere? We can Elton John and Big Sean are on the same album. <laughs> That's awesome. That's dope. <laughs> the only thing those two artists have in common is that their names rhyme. And that's it. Oh, that's true. Damn. Elton John, Big Sean. Somebody write a bar about that. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know how, but. I wonder if Big Sean's done it. Done? Maybe. Bitch, I'm Big Sean. Popular is Elton John. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I mean, uh, sorry, Big Sean. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Big Sean deserves more respect than he gets, honestly. But um, I suppose <laughs> we'll have to get into that on the. On we'll get the, into the Big Sean. Yeah, episode. the Patreon episodes are, are just Big Sean <laughs> discog times. Big Sean discog times. But um, uh, speaking to that arena rock thing, um, or like just the big choruses. Yeah. I think this is the first time post hiatus where they've gotten that sound right mm -hmm. um i agree because like that that um 
it's very easy to do that and go completely wrong with I it agree. and sound cheap. Yeah. But this sounds like it's it's anthemic in the good way and it's it's moving. It's it feels like um you're sticking your head out of a car window like the dog on the front cover of the album. Fuck yeah. No, I that's, agree with that. That's how we that's how we do those uh anyway <laughs> yeah you're painting with text i love um, yeah, it <laughs> you're um, painting with your words um so that is a perfect segue into my dislikes mm. um which my dislikes with this um my favorite part about infinity on high and folly i do um is uh one of my favorite parts i shouldn't say my favorite part my favorite mm. part is obviously the songwriting but yeah. one of my favorite parts is that patrick is doing such indulgent things with his vocals mm -hmm. on those songs. Um, and whether or not that's a, a, like, you know, a choice or if it's like a way to differentiate the last chorus or whatever. But if you notice on the third chorus of all those songs, Patrick is going fucking crazy. Yeah. He's hitting new harmonies. He's hitting higher notes. He's doing runs that, you know, didn't happen in the rest of the song. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, that is maybe what I want out of love from the other side. Mm -hmm. I think he may look back on those songs as a little indulgent, mm -hmm. um, but he's got the talent to do it. Obviously, you know, he's still got the, like, I can't hit that beginning note of this chorus. No. This chorus is fucking hard. Yeah. Um, and honestly, this song reminded me of one of the Believers Never Die B-sides. Mm. Uh, from now on, we are enemies. Yeah. It'll, it reminded me a little bit of that song. Um, which that's one of my favorite fallout boy songs. So that, you know, we'll get to that big one. positive. Um, but I, I wish, I wish Patrick was taking a little bit more of a risk with it. Mm. Um, he's a very talented vocalist and I feel like this song not diminishes his abilities, but it doesn't really show them off. Yeah. Um, my other dislikes, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I have that many, um, but that's that's the only real note I have on it. Yeah. What, what about you? So um, I see where you're coming from as far as vocally is concerned. I'm kind of on the other end of it where I, th I do think he's overdoing it a little bit. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think um, like because and um, this has kind of been a theme with um, like Tumblr era pop punk bands. <laughs> Um, like, cause Brendan Urie does this a lot too. Way yeah. worse than, than Patrick way worse. Does. And also I think way less tastefully. Yeah. Um, he Patrick knows has, he's indulgent and he's fine with it. Yeah. Brendan Urie is a big bastard a little bit. Um, <laughs> but Patrick is definitely, he's got more restraint than Brendan does. Uh, but that doesn't mean that like it, he, Patrick is like full sending it for most yeah. of the song except yeah. for the bridge. Like he is full mm -hmm. sending it the entire time, which if you're not like, if you're not really a fan of that, then I could see the song getting a little tiring. Like one sure. of my friends was like, yeah, Patrick is still a shit singer post hiatus, but this is a listenable track. And I was like, I kind I disagree, but I see where you're coming from. So I, I do so. think there's a little element of that because like, so you think he's over singing a little bit? I think in the verses, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Chorus, uh, I think warrants it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's a big ass chorus and yeah. it's like four on the floor and it's like, yeah. I mean, Andy Hurley, just what a fucking drummer. What a fucking beast. <laughs> what a fucking beast of a drummer. Um, did you watch the video? No. Uh, okay. I, I kept forgetting. I Joe Troman's the... not in it. Uh, no, yeah. They replace him in a raccoon suit. 
Yeah. Maybe well, it's him under the raccoon suit. I don't know. Well, Joe Troman, um, like for, for anybody who hasn't been following it, he stepped back from the band. Like it was officially announced right yeah. after the single dropped um, due to mental health reasons. So he's not been uh, doing any promo performances on, on late night shows or yeah. he's not in the video or anything. So like we, um, he's still a part of the band, but um, yeah. just wish him the best. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if I want to go see them without him. Yeah. But I do think the set list for this upcoming tour, I think it's going to be a lot better yeah. than what their previous set lists have been. Um, I saw them in 2018. Um, the year Mania came out. Terrible. And uh, no, the set list was great. Like, oh, really? it was really crazy. Like, they opened with Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes, went into Thriller. And then went into Hum Hallelujah. And I was like, what is this fucking show? That's crazy, um, actually. And I knew that they, I, I didn't really care to hear Saturday, them close with Saturday for the millionth time. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of dumb that they close every show with that song. <laughs> but I mean, they can do what they want. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, my songs started playing and I was like, I think I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here personally. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm fine. I don't need to see this one. <laughs> no. And then like, obviously they played, I like, as I was leaving the festival, they were busting into centuries and I was like, yeah, I'm totally cool with this. Yeah. So, you know, it's time for me to dip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, the videos, uh, they're kind of back to having a personality again, mm. um, which is interesting. Um, they're like it's i mean it's the four of them playing in a room together which is awesome yeah um whoever's in the raccoon suit i don't think it's joe no but whoever's in the raccoon suit is is slamming it on, yeah. on one of those fender telecasters it's oh, worth God. noting that joe is all over the record apparently yes so like he did write on the record and he, mm -hmm. he's yeah. like it's still a four-piece fallout boy record right well did you you saw the you saw everything about that book that he put out no um okay so he <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We should. I, I thought we were going to get into this and you're going to be like, ah, oh, we'll dedicate an episode to that. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm lost here. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> we could talk about it another time if it weren't. No, 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 no. Uh, he put out a book. I believe it's called This Isn't Fun Anymore. Hmm. Um, and in the book, he kind of dives into how like the last three Fall Out Boy records, he's like hated making them. Um, like, the, uh, um, Post hiatus or like post, when did the post hiatus out? records, uh, uh, save rock and roll to mania. Gotcha. He's, he's, I believe the quote was something like, why do we have to make another big hit? Like, why can't we just like write music together? Yeah. Um, and then in his Instagram post regarding taking time off from the band, he was like, he was like, I'm very, very proud of this record. Mm. So that to me is like kind of the mark of it. And I mean, uh, they've always been very open about this, but they've always said that financially they split everything four ways. Yeah. Like regardless of, of what it is, if the band gets a check, you know, royalty check or, you know, check for a show, whatever it is, yeah. they split it four ways. Um, so I have a feeling that if Joe voiced that he wasn't having fun anymore, they were like, okay, well let's fucking make something that we're proud of, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I don't really want to see, them live without joe i think that's kind of weird um because obviously they're running his his stuff on bagging tracks um mm -hmm. they don't have a, another guitar player in his place as far as i know i they don't know they haven't had it for the late night performances well that's different yeah um, it, 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 there's a chance that they could have 
uh, another guitarist filling in for the, the actual Live stuff shows. behind a curtain <laughs> with an X on the ground <laughs> in the raccoon. Suit. You, you can't, you can't move anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no stage presence. Well, be you're not. Yeah. Here. Right. Well, I remember the guy from Cobra starship used to fill in for Joe when Joe couldn't do things. Hmm. And do you remember Cobra starship? I, I've, I am familiar with the name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dark times. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see like I'd love to see someone that someone notable fill in for Joe, but also I don't want to see them without Joe. Put really. me in, Coach. Yeah, yeah. Dawson's in. in. I don't. I can't play guitar, but I'll figure it out. You can play bass. That's true. Well, Pete I mean, can Pete's figure out guitar. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pete. How about you figure out that guitar yeah, over there? Even, even though I got you're this. even though you're very clearly mimicking bass on these late night performances. <laughs> He's having fun though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had to put on a show. I thought the I thought the Kimmel performance was interesting. Did you see it? No. Was it I, Kimmel or Fallon? It was one of the two. I can't tell yeah. the difference between them. They're, yeah, they're all the same I. to me. I think it was Kimmel. But did you did you watch it? I did, I saw like the the first little bit of it. Yeah, I got, I got up to the first chorus and I was like, I know what the song sounds like. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> it's not like I don't I'm have there. to watch them play it. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think that uh, I'm excited for this record. Mm-hmm. Um, cautious but optimistic. I don't like that it's the first song on the record. I kind of hate that. Mm. Um, I don't like the first song being spoiled for me. That's just me. But, I, I you guess. know, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in your text to me, when I said uh, cautious but optimistic about this record, or I think I said I'm excited, and mm-hmm. you were like, you're like, I've been burned by lead singles before. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, what lead singles have you been burned oh, by? boy. Um, most recently, uh, the new Panic at the Disco record. Really, I really liked the lead single "Viva Las Vengeance." Okay. I thought, even though Brendan was overdoing it vocally, I thought that it was a really good song. Uh-huh. And after "Pray for the Wicked," because, like, I mean, I've known I've known about Panic and been a fan of them for way way longer than I have Fall Out Boy. Oh wow. Yeah. We're going to have to do some panic episodes. I, I have an idea Patreon, about that. Patreon panic Patreon I'll episodes. tell you later. Okay, but, cool. Um, we don't want to we don't want to show our hands. Spoil it. Yeah, yeah. But um I so when I heard Viva Las Vengeance I was like holy shit. Maybe he's back cuz I can't say sure. they're back cuz it's not a fucking band. Yeah. Um but then um th- this was actually like a, a triple whammy. Because mm-hmm. the next single came out, and even though the lyrics were a bit cringe, I think that that single was um, "Middle of a Breakup." Oh, okay. Uh, I thought the lyrics were a little cringe, but I mean, song itself, I still liked, and I was like, maybe this is going to be a good album. And then the next single came out, which was uh, "Local fuck. God." Local, no, "Local God" was the fourth one, um, or maybe it was the third one. But regardless, when. Um, uh, don't let the light go out came out mm. i was like holy shit this is there's no shot this is a bad record listen to it <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible record dawson that rocks i, I love that you thought that, was, I, that, that I was, was gonna be a good record i was so optimistic dude like don't, yeah. don't let the light go out is genuinely the best thing brendan has written since uh any of the good songs on uh death of a bachelor like I oh, stand man. by that. You think that album has good songs? I think that album has I, five good songs, maybe six on a good. I think day. it maybe has one. <laughs> Which it's one the one that? Rivers Cuomo wrote? <laughs> <laughs> Which one did he write? I forget. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the uh, champagne, cocaine, gasoline? Oh, um, fucking. Uh, I like that song. That song's a, not bad. That is a good one. 
what the fuck is it called? Don't threaten me with a good time. Don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, that one's that one. one's all right. That, that one has right. a very good riff. See, it's just rock lobster, but it's still very good. Well, yeah, I believe it samples rock lobster. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, stupid but awesome. Mega see, swag. I see everything after uh, too too rare to live. Too, too weird to live, too rare to die. Uh, thank you, thank you. You're I always welcome. fuck up that title. Um, I see everything after that as fucking junk. Yeah. Um, and like I just like you know if I'm putting it in my body, I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, well, that I was like the last it, one. But I like Spencer it because it's gummy on. worms. And then like from too weird to live, it was just yeah. panic. Yeah, because Spencer Spencer left after too weird, and then and then Dallin leaves before pray for the wicked, or does Dallin, Dallin was. Uh, Dallin's on Death of the Bachelor. Dallin, Death I, I, I don't, don't know Lord. how much Dallin really counts, unfortunately. Because uh, like, I, he's Dallin was an official member after Vice's. Absolutely, he was yeah. absolutely an official member. But I don't know how much creative input he really had. I think he had a lot. Really? Yeah, I want to say he had a, a good amount. I'll we'll have, have to, to do more research into that. Have to verify. Anyway, that. let's get back to our Fallout Boy show. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So let's let's get into the lyrics of this because that's yes. the other component. If you don't know, Pete Wentz writes all the lyrics for Fall Out Boy, plays bass, does not sing, mm-hmm. writes all the lyrics. Power move. Power move. Um I so first of all, um Maddie from my band knows this. Um, I have a history of mishearing Fallout Boy lyrics like very badly. A lot which, of people do. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, we'll get into that each episode, and I'll tell you what I thought the lyric was. <laughs> do you have so, one for every song? I think I do. Yeah, it's so funny. so for this one, for this one, I thought the lyric, the opening lyric of the bridge was, "I saw you in a broccoli field." Um, I sorry, <laughs> like that's what I thought I it was. Broccoli field. It sounds like that. The lyric, the actual lyric is "bright clear field." Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. The broccoli field. That's that's a good one. Yeah, that one that one embarrassed me quite a bit. But uh, I thought the lyrics to this song were good. I do too. Um, they're not. Uh, they're not Pete's best. No, they're it's different. Not fully. They're different than yeah. anything he's ever done. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that line uh, about a kid playing pretend in his father's suit mm-hmm. thought that lyric was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the uh, there's no way off the hamster wheel in this rat race. Don't like that lyric. It's That's a, the it, one lyric in this song that I like. It's I'm kind of like, a clumsy yeah. metaphor. Yeah. It's hamsters and rats. I mean, they're not the same. They're both rodents. But sure. Not the same. Yeah. And as as a lyricist, I know that sometimes things just aren't supposed to make sense. So yeah. I don't want to critique him too hard. I'm yeah. just saying. I don't like that lyric. (laughs) I think it's dumb. (laughs) I think overall these, these lyrics are like, I mean, I agree. They're really good. Um, Yeah. There's a lot to unpack with them. I think Mm -hmm. a lot more than has been for a while for fallout boy. I agree. Um, Like there's a lot of, there's also some good one liners in there. Like my favorite lyric from this song is probably, um, I'd never go. I just want to be invited. Oh, I love is, that lyric. That's so hard. That's so dope. Like, I don't yeah. want. I don't want to hang out with you. But like, you know, it feels. I, good to I be would like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I think that's. I've definitely so, said that out loud before. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and and it very clearly feels like a. It was written during the pandemic, because um, like the, um, like the whole record has been like they they admitted to that. But I mean, the chorus especially with. Um, Sending my love from the other side of the apocalypse, like mm-hmm. that, just feels like it's about COVID. Obviously, maybe I, I, I could see that. 
Um, I think if this came I hate, out, I hate lyrics about like quarantine and like being locked inside yeah. and stuff. Like I hate that. Uh, <laughs> there, there comes a point where I mean, I've just gotten used to it. it like as long as it's not like fucking just like I'm, I'm losing my mind in this quarantine. I will, I will kill you <laughs> if you write something like that. But like. If it's like a little artful about it, you know, yeah, like or even sure. just dramatic, like that's a dramatic way to describe it, like calling it an apocalypse. Like, yeah, it, I mean, it was for some people. Sure. Um, so I I fuck with that. I, I fuck with it. Um, when I first heard the little preview that they put on Twitter, mm-hmm. I was like, do I like that lyric? Um, and uh, I do now. I think it's mm-hmm. cool. Um, it's grown on you. It's grown on me quite a bit. Um, I think that the way that Patrick sings it makes it a little bit more, uh, a little bit less corny. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's corny lines on Folly I Do, but like, I still like them. Patrick sells it. That's Patrick the thing. sells it on that record. On, on their best songs, if Pete has a corny line in there, Patrick will usually yeah. sell it and then it doesn't matter that I it's agree. corny anymore. I agree. Yeah. Uh, the lyric on Tiffany Blue's uh, "I'm not I'm not the uh, uh, I'm not a crybaby I'm the crybaby." Yeah. That lyric is like so dumb, but Anyone it works so that, well. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, especially the way he sings it, it's like, and it's the opening line of the track of, just of Tiffany Blue's. Yeah, based as hell, honestly, so dope, so dope. Um, uh, back to this song though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's. Um, I saw you in a bright a broccoli field. I saw you in a broccoli field for sure. Hurricane heat in my head. Yeah, that's another thing. There's a lot more like um, metaphors in this song. It's not as literal as they have been recently, mm-hmm. which I like. The the more personally, the more pretentious. Well, pretentious because I mean, in air pretentious quotes, is relative. Pretentious yeah. is relative. Um, the more. It's not really a good word to describe it, actually. I'm going to find a different one. The more abstract Fall Out mm-hmm. Boy is, like the more obtuse the lyrics are, the gen- more the... the gen- Hello? The more <laughs> I generally like them. Right, yeah, yeah. Because like that's like most of Foley is like just abstract, yeah. obtuse metaphors. I would it's agree like, with that. What did they mean by this? Except for, you know, some of them. Uh, some of them are a little obvious. Like, uh, I don't care what you think as long as it's about me. Right, That's, yeah, yeah. I know but, what he's talking about. There. Yeah, yeah, but the verses of that song are mad weird. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, I so I agree with you. The more abstract they are, um, is Pete's good at that. Pete's very good at the abstractions, um, and they start with "From Under the Cork Tree" mm-hmm. for sure. Um, even some of the more literal ones on Cork Tree, I'm like, that's still like done well. Yeah, and also for the time, like you gotta, uh, you, you know. You got to give it to him. Yeah. Um, From Under the Court Tree is a horny record. Uh, very horny record. Uh, and uh, I mean, I think he pulls it off well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this doesn't feel like a return to form. Mm. It feels like something new for Pete lyrically, which I think is um, I think is good. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a good thing. I don't feel like he's doing a imitation yeah. of his past self, and it also isn't the bullshit that they've been pulling out. I feel like a lot of people are going to hear um, it's not a return to form and and assume that we mean yeah. it's bad, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But that's not really what we're saying. Like a return to form 
honestly, like in terms of lyrically, I think would just, uh, I think it would be worse, honestly. I think it would be much worse. I I agree completely. Something different is good. Just clearing that up before we get any comments. Yeah, no. (laughs) Have you, have you read, uh, have you read any of the genius annotations? No, I I have. So, so (laughs) are they, are they funny? Uh, I have, I'll pull them up. Um, they're just very silly. Like the opening line, model house life meltdown, still a modern dream letdown, which I think is a very good lyric. But the annotation is model homes are used by builders to showcase to prospective clients what the end result will look like if they were to purchase a home and have it built specifically for them. They aren't made with the intention of being lived in, though they are sometimes sold. This may be implying that the life they have built for themselves feels like a show or a farce, a copy of the real thing, but not quite the same. The realization that the life you thought you built for yourself or having been living wasn't quite what it was promised to be. Um, and I I got that. Yeah, I got that part of it. Yeah. Um, I do think it's very funny that someone feels the need to write all that out. <laughs> I, I think it's very funny that somebody needs to write out what a model home is. Right, yeah. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I watched Breaking Bad. I know that you don't sell those and then Walter yeah. White bartered with him. Arrested the, Development. Yeah, yeah, they live you know, in a model home. Yeah. Walter White was like, anything is negotiable. And then he bought the model home for some, because he's cooking, cooking, fucking me- bastard. He's crazy. I hate Walter White. Um, um, I think he's cool. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> I, I hate him in the in the way that you're supposed to hate him. That, right, that yeah, Vince yeah, sure. Gilligan sure. Intended. Um, shout out Vince Gilligan for real. If you're yeah, listening, I, know. I love you. Vince Gilligan is not listening, but maybe hey, one day. Imagine. Maybe one day Vince Gilligan will get like really to, into, into Fallout Boy. I like to, you know, I, I like to plan for all occurrences, you know? Sure. Just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case Vince Gilligan. Just in case Shout Vince out one Gilligan time. Shout out one time. For the one time. I still Vince haven't Gilligan. seen Better Call Saul. What but the fuck is I, wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's even better than Breaking Bad. I'm no not shit. Shut the fuck up. I'm no, not fucking with you. It's That's better. crazy. Okay. Um, so uh, the other annotation that made me laugh. Well, and also like, I don't know if this is like just a fan that's trying to like relive the glory days or something, but they annotated the lyric. Um, this city always hangs a little bit lonely on me loose, like a kid pr- playing pretend in his father's suit. Um, the genius annotation is the speaker feels they don't fit in with the rest of the city comparing it to clothing meant for some, someone else. This lyric is reminiscent of, and I knew that the lights of the city were too heavy for me from follow boy song golden. Um, I disagree entirely. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think, <laughs> I think the city is just a, a common, uh, songwriting. Vehicle. Yeah. You have to, you have to use, you have to use the city to talk about what you will do, in yeah. it, what you have done. <laughs> you in have it. to bring up the city, yeah. to- <laughs> what you're doing in it right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah, I'm in downtown <laughs> somewhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not this. You'll never know. <laughs> I'm not it telling could, you. It could be your downtown. It could be my downtown. It I don't could know. be downtown Habersham, Georgia, um, which is I, not a city. But uh, yeah, someone wrote another um, very long paragraph about the lyric. I'd never go. I just want to be invited. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you. I don't like these annotations um, no. unless it's like some incredibly abstract reference to like a 15th century composer that I'm not aware of. Like, you know, 
Those those are funny because they're either like super correct and you like you read it and you feel like your yeah. brain's expanded uh-huh. or you read them and you're like i don't know how the fuck you came to that conclusion right yeah that's yeah. rad yeah no no or third option it's so like obvious what the meaning is or it's so <laughs> stupid that you're like this is a reference this- to edgar Allan Poe. it's like <laughs> yeah man <laughs> yeah obviously um so uh I'm, I'm ready to wrap this up um uh, I th- we've done like fifty minutes or something. Yeah, I feel like um, it's a good length. I feel like it's a good length, probably. But we got to do two things. Okay, we got to rate this song. True. Um, uh, out of ten, mm-hmm. and uh, we got to uh, we got to spin the wheel for That's the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> give them, give the audience a little stinger for the next little one. little stinger. Um, so first off, ratings. Um, you go first. What would you give it? Uh, I'm going to say cautiously it's a seven hmm. um, because I think with the album out, it'll grow on me and mm-hmm. become probably a higher score. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, right now, right now it's a seven. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's closer to an eight than it is to a six mm-hmm. as, uh, as your movie sucks would say. Um, oh boy, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we have very similar internet experiences. Seems, I'm realizing. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's closer to an eight than it is a six. Um, I, I like it a lot. Um, I'm gonna cautiously say seven. What do you say? I say, um, I'm I'm gonna say fuck it. I'll give it an eight. Honestly, okay. Because I have um, the day it came out, I tweeted uh, on the band account at Bummer Hill ATL. Um, I tweeted, uh, the fact that everyone, something to the, to the effect of, uh, I'm scared to listen to this fallout boy song. And the fact that everyone is telling me it's good is making me more scared. Right. And yeah, then no, I listened the, I to the it same experience. and then I listened to it and I was like, this fucks. And I listened to it 10 more times in a row. Right. Yeah. So I was, I was nervous to text you because the first person <laughs> to send it to me and be like, Hey, new Fallout Boy was was our good friend Dom Maduri, future guest of the pod. Shout out Dom Maduri for uh, real. Dom Maduri was like, um, "Yo, this is awesome." Yeah. And I was like, "I trust you, <laughs> but I'm also very scared." Yeah. Um, and I listened to it twice, and I was like, "Okay, it rocks." So <laughs> yeah, and then I texted you like probably four hours later, and I was like. <laughs> So do you like it or not? So what, what do you think about this? <laughs> what do you think of it? Because I had a similar experience where um, I think Whitney texted me and she was like... Future guest of the pod. Future guest of the pod. Everybody's a future guest of the pod. <laughs> Whitney texted me and she was like, yeah, uh, let me let me see if I can find the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. text. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Whitney and I's voice memos that she definitely doesn't want to be played on the <laughs> oh, show. God. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh heavens i thought it was going to be easy to find because we don't normally like text entire conversations sure but then we just did about a certain tour that got announced that i'm not going to say on the podcast oh whitney and i also talked about yeah. that that's that's what whitney and that, i's voice memos were that about. one <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't play those on the podcast she was she was with uh she was with your singer jack yeah shout out to <laughs> future guest of the pod jack future- <laughs> future guest of the pod we should make jack listen to some dog shit i would i would really like that he would oh my goodness that would be so funny um 
I don't know. Did Whitney? Te- oh, she Snapchatted me. That's what it was. Damn. So I don't know what she said specifically, but she's Whitney, like, Whitney's still using Snapchat. We on we have crazy a ass three hundred day streak. Oh my god. I, she's the only person I have a streak with, and it's just because that's how we first started talking to each other. Sure. So now neither of us can stop. Sure. Um, Almost a year. Yeah, sixty five more days. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, she Snapchatted me and she was like, this new Fallout Boy is really fucking good. And I was like, I hate that you're telling me that as well because that has yeah. got to mean something. Yeah. Because like, I trust your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I listened to it and I was like, okay, this is this is a fucking banger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going to say eight, mm-hmm. um, but cautiously I'm saying seven because I am still worried about this yeah, record. Still re- <laughs> I am still worried I, about this record. Yeah, don't get either of us wrong. As at the point yeah. of this recording, which I feel like we'll put it out before the album comes out. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, God willing. Uh, but the album has not come out yet. This is the only song that has been released from the record uh, yeah. at the time of this recording. So this is the only taste we have of it. So I'm I'm in agreement. I am very cautious because. Yeah. The last three records before this have been dog ass. Dog ass. Dog ass. In the in the most literal form. Dog sorry if, if Pete and Patrick are listening. I'm sorry, to this. Pete and Patrick. I'm sure you guys I love you so much. <laughs> you guys are fantastic. Um, but I personally do not like those records. Future guest of the pod. Future guest of the pod, Pete Wentz. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> imagine. Um, but yeah. Cautious, but I'm uh, I'm willing to to go the distance yeah. and say this is still a good song. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that full Zane Lowe interview to drop because yeah. I'm very curious about that. Yeah, I it's not out yet. I I literally got Apple Music again so I could watch it, and it's not out yet. <laughs> and it's not so, out yet because I listened to. Better come out before they fucking charge me. <laughs> for real, I listened to that snippet that they had yeah. on Apple One, mm-hmm. um, and after that snippet the the host was like you can go listen to that full conversation with zane Lowe," and i was like can i and then i checked and i can't no fucked up very fucked up all right dawson it's right, time dawson. to spin the wheel it's time the dreaded to wheel i'm screen recording so we can the, splice the this big, in later big wheel the big big wheel i still have it labeled fobcast <laughs> um all right here we go i have removed love from the other side from the wheel okay here we go it's spinning Spinning. Uh, oh. Carpal Tunnel of Love. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right. All right. Uh, I am I'm a big fan of this song. Cool. Next, All right. Next, next episode will be another positive one. Another so, positive one. <laughs> we in, haven't we haven't gotten a bad one yet. Tune so. in next time if you want to hear us talk about how much we like Fallout Boy more. And um, yeah. you know, if you hate this podcast, uh, don't tell me don't tell me either yeah that would that would really ruin my fucking day <laughs> yeah i just i mean I, I don't know it's kind of rude i guess unless you're like constructive criticism yeah. but if you're telling me like uh this sucks your cringe uh kill yourself yeah i don't think that'll Which I type to you daily anyway but yeah yeah, yeah. um I, I don't think that'll that'll happen outside of carson <laughs> so I, I don't know why my co-host is telling me, <laughs> telling me all these things. Every yeah, day. I, mean, I think it's just banter, but you know, I feel yeah, like it's getting yeah. pretty serious at this point. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Uh, uh, March fifth, twenty 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 three. So true. Uh, if you're in Louisville, Kentucky, come see the Callous Cowboys in Bummer Hill. So true. At Magbar. At at the Magbar, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
come out if you are if you're a fan of Bummer Hill or if you're not and you want to yeah. listen to some new If you're cool a fan music. of the podcast come out. If you're a fan of the podcast come, come out and go come like meet the hey, tall deep voiced one. Yeah, come meet the bass Instead player and be like, like hey, I listen to that. <laughs> I listen to that Fall Out Boy podcast. I don't know a goddamn thing about your music, but you know. Yeah. There I'll, you go. I'll give you a firm handshake for that one. Sure. Yeah. Um, Dow Boys, uh, the Callous Dow Boys, my band, um, is going on tour also. Um, starts in Atlanta, ends in Pontiac, Michigan, I believe, or no, ends in Louisville, Kentucky with Bomber Hill. Excuse me. That's true. Um, I believe we are going to every major city in the United States. So let's go. Uh, just go, uh, on uh, our Twitter or Instagram mm-hmm. and come say hi. Maybe maybe we'll do a live pod at the Kentucky <laughs> show. Imagine, yeah, that would, that would be kind of fun. At load in, at load, <laughs> at load in. Everyone's like, guys, fucking help move the the equipment. It's like, we're no, like, no, and we're like, no, no, no. We got to talk about we got to talk about last of the real ones. We're real quick. podcasting, all right. Fuck off. Um, so yeah, follow follow both of our bands um, at Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter, at Bummer Hill on Instagram, um, at the Callous Dow Boys on. Pretty much everything, I think. Yeah, um, pretty much. Listen to our band's music. Um, yeah, both of them. Both are, of us. Both of us. Blog. Both of us. Both of our bands are pretty pog champ. I got. I'm pretty pog champ. Pretty pog champ. I gotta if say, I, if I had to give a descriptor, I would say that they're pog champ. Yeah. Um. Uh, new music from Bummer Hill in 2023. Uh, okay. And new music from the Kells Dowboys in 2023. New music from both of our bands in 2023. That's right. All right. All right. Uh, bye. Love you. Bye. This has been This Ain't a Scene. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Uh,